This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy. My guest today, I mean, this is just going to be a fun one because he's a dear, good friend of mine. I'm super happy to have him here. Hugh Reese, the co-founder and head of, of digital at Expose Media. He has an impressive 15 years in the IT industry, 10 years in web and digital, five years in digital marketing, a serial entrepreneur. He's also co-founded IT startups, digital publications, and that led him to being recognized in 2018 as Australia's top 100 entrepreneurs. And he's just actually a really good guy, which I think is more impressive than any single one of these accolades that are going on right now. So I want to say really, Hugh, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here, finally. Finally. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me, man. That's a, that's a nice summary. I really appreciated that. This, this is long overdue, no? This, this, uh, this podcast? Well, mate, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, with, with all the people you've had on your, uh, on, your, on your podcast before, I feel like it's a privilege to be an honor to be on, to be asked to be on. So thank you. Dude, it's, it's my pleasure to have you here. Look, I know you. You and I spent a lot of time together. I mean, we're in the same industry. We, we talk a lot of shop together. Uh, but for the listeners who don't know who you are, I mean, I just like really just summed over who you are as, as, as a business person, but yeah. kind of tell me about your background. How'd you get started in this? How'd you grow? How'd you get into building an, uh, an agency? Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm actually a software engineer. I mean, we're, we're Sorry, just... I, I just want to interrupt for one second. There's, uh, yeah. there's one little thing I'm missing on, on that bio that's incredibly important for here. <laughs> the guy's also an Amazon bestseller. Like, ah, like seriously, I mean... How'd that get left off? I don't know. That is my fault because a lot of what he's going to talk about today is based off that book. So, I mean, I had to throw it in there. So, sorry, Hugh. Go on. I appreciate that. that that's cool. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so, no. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually a software engineer. So, I went to uni many, many years ago studying Bachelor of IT, uh, majoring software engineer. Always was interested in computers, computer science. Uh, and I, I, I led that life for quite a while, probably 10, 10 years. I was in that game. I, I built software, uh, cloud software. I ran software teams. Uh, and then I, I actually was an accidental agency owner. I actually fell, uh, married uh, an agency owner, but a traditional agency owner. So she owned a graphic design agency. Uh, so, yeah, we, we um, got married and, and I, I left my, my IT career behind to sort of help run and, and manage all the web and digital side uh, of that agency. Uh, and then, unfortunately, well, we, we got divorced. Um, we spent went our separate ways, and I took all the um, the digital clients, so the web clients. So I actually ran a was we were doing a lot of web hosting back then as well. Which would you believe? So I was I was spinning up servers and, and doing all that sort of techie stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I just went out on my own for a couple of years, um, and um, I met a met a guy called Phil Winton, which which you know, uh, Phil is a, a graphic designer, creative director. He had a design agency. Uh, I had a web agency uh, and we just did a lot of work together. Um, fast forward a couple of years, we got sick of invoicing each other and, and decided to join forces and that's when Exposed Media was, was born. Um, and we, we initially were a traditional agency again, so we were just doing graphic design, web design, print media, all that sort of fun stuff, but we were rather small. Um, so we had two staff at the time, Phil and I, um, and we, you know, we were doing okay. We were, we were quite happy with what the way things are going. Um, and then uh, a pretty major life event happened for me. My, my firstborn uh, daughter was, was born, my, my daughter was born um, in July 2017. 
Um, and then I realized that I need to do better. Like it was all good when it was just me, um, but now I've got a family to, to sort of support and, and, uh, and, you know, leave some sort of legacy for. Um, so I needed to figure out how to make money, um, real money. So um, we sort of shifted, uh, did a pivot and, and, and sort of doubled down into e-commerce because we were at the time, we were building a lot of e-commerce websites for clients. And they were constantly, hey, can you do our marketing? Can you, can you do this? Can you? And at the time, we were like, well, no, we don't, we don't know how to do that. But I thought, well, let's give it a shot. What, what, can, we, what can we do? You know, back, back then, we were just like, we'll do anything. Okay, well, you know, want us to, want us to build your, your kitchen bench? Yeah, sure, we'll get in there and, and make it happen. Um, you know, for anything, for money at the time. Uh, so we tried some digital, failed miserably. Um, made a lot of mistakes. Uh, luckily, we had some really good clients that were supportive of the, of the journey. Um, but then we sort of started to find our groove. Uh, we started to, uh, to do really well and um, get, a, get a few clients on just digital marketing and the agency started to grow that way. Um, and now, uh, it's 2020 now, um, so three years later, we've got 20 staff. Um, we manage clients all around the world. Uh, we do, we average about $2 million a month in, in ad spend for clients, for e-commerce, for e-commerce brands, which is on Facebook alone, which is great. Uh, we diversified into Google and do we do Snapchat stuff now? Um, yeah, so it's 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 a uh, it's been a really crazy crazy journey um, to get where we are, which is and we've had met a lot of great people along the way, which which is which is awesome. Um, and then I was you know I was I was trying like building a building the agency is one thing which is great, uh, and we, we've done very you know done really well with that. But I had a desire to sort of try to start building my own brand and do my own thing and get my own name kept my own name going. So I was just um, playing around on, on Instagram one day and, uh, and, and started to, do, started to um, find that I could actually reach people organically through Instagram without having to put any paid media behind it, which is interesting because as marketers, or, you know, digital marketers, we're, we're used to putting money behind, behind uh, ads and, and posts and content and, and getting, getting people to engage and like and follow. And I started to realize that with a bit of hard work, you can actually create a consistent system to get organic followings and engagement on, on a platform that you don't have to put money onto. Uh, so that was about two years ago. And I've, I've put a lot of work in, in, in trying to figure out how to, to really make it work. I made a lot of mistakes, did a lot of bad things. So, you know, probably talk about it later on. So there's stuff like buying likes and using um, auto likers and follow unfollow and, you know, um, uh, pods, like engagement pods, all that sort of stuff, I've done it all. Um, so I've learned a lot, uh, which was great. And um, yeah, and I decided that um, I could start helping people with that, in that aspect because I was, I was asking people what, what, was, what was the one thing they were struggling with. And everyone was saying um, Instagram was one of the things, one of the platforms that they really struggled with. Uh, and what was good is that at the time, Instagram actually came out and sort of made it like a level playing field. They actually, they, they set up the algorithm they removed all the auto, um, all the bots. Like they're cracking down on that and banning accounts that use those sort of hacks. Um, remove likes on posts. So now influencers, you can't see in some countries still, you can't see um, how many likes they're getting. So it really became a, like a, a really level playing tool for anyone out there wanting to sort of start building a, a following or an audience or, or build a list. You know, as marketers, we talk about building a list, right? This Instagram is a perfect platform for that. And that's how the book came about. We, we were doing it for clients. We were doing organic growth for clients and obviously we're doing it for our brands as well. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's 
so exciting and amazing to see what you can do when you put a bit of hard work into it, show up and do the work. Um, and, and that's how it all came about. Launched the book a couple of weeks ago. As you said before, it, it sort of um, hit the bestseller list on Amazon, which I didn't expect. But it's great and the feedback's been amazing and, and that sort of led us to where we are today. So that, that's awesome. And, and I want to spend a majority of this to talk about um, Instagram because I do think it's a wild card for a lot of people. I think a lot of people misuse it or they look at the wrong way of, um, of judging success, I, I would say. So first and foremost, if you're just getting started on social media, why Instagram? I, I want to hear from you. You wrote the book on Instagram, literally. Uh, so uh, why Instagram? Cool. Um, so the stats don't lie with Instagram. It's one of the highest engagement tools, uh, engagement social medias out there. It actually beats Facebook. It beats Snapchat uh, as the highest engagement platform. Um, I don't know the numbers exactly off the top of my head, but it, it basically it's, it's probably three times as much engagement as you'd get on any other social media platform. So that alone is is a is a tip for me. Um, being able to reach people, engage with that. Um, but it's there's so many people on Instagram. I think it's, uh, last numbers were 500 million people are using Instagram every month. So if you're on Instagram and you want to build an audience or build a brand, your ideal clients, your 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 ideal audience is on Instagram. So all you need to do is find a, a way to to create content and create a message to reach those people and and to use a, a term, if you build it, that will come and literally that will happen on Instagram. Um, everyone tells me that, that I speak to say that hashtags are dead. Hashtags aren't get, uh, don't work. Total rubbish. Um, it, it's hashtags are the most amazing way for you to, to reach new followers on Instagram. The way the algorithm works is essentially um, we tags content that you, you as a user may be interested in. So you could be engaging with people's content. Say you're on Instagram and you like 10 photos of the beach, you go to your Explorer feed on Instagram, Instagram will serve you more photos of the beach. So if you're- How many people are, are using the Explorer tab? Uh, I don't, actually don't know. Like, like, like would, would you think like most people are, are actually on there? Because here's the, here's the biggest pushback, right? That people have with Instagram. It's great, they launched an Instagram account, they have no followers. Mm -hmm. Right. So no one's following them. They put hashtag for days and then, and then no one's really, no one's really following them. Like, so they, they give up, right? Like that's the number one thing that most people do is they try something for like two, three days and then give up. Yeah. How, how hard is it to now build an organic following on, on that platform? Uh, it's not hard at all. So, so followers, the amount of followers you have is, is a, as a vanity metric. You can have a million followers and have an engagement uh, rating of, of what, 0.5%. Um, you could have 2,000 followers, uh, 1,000 followers. But if it's 1,000 followers of your ideal customer, that's gold. You've got the ability to reach 1,000 people on a daily basis with your content uh, and build value. That's, that's priceless to me. So and, and organic Instagram comes down to three key things and, and how we talk about these pillars. So the first one's uh, content, creating the right content. Next one's community, so building a community, i.e. your followers, your audience, and then using hashtags. If you can master all three of these, these pillars, you've got a, you've got a, a very um, amazing opportunity to, to build a brand uh, and a very um, specific audience that really want to engage and, and potentially buy it for you. Uh, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge opportunity. If, you, if you've got zero followers right now, you can quite easily, within, within a couple of months, doing some hard work, get up to three, four, five hundred followers. 
Um, and you know, at the moment, so some of the stuff that we're doing, we're seeing you know, 100 followers a week organically through Instagram through the strategies that we, we sort of talk about in the book. So it's it's people when they say it's a lot of uh, it's it's it doesn't work. Correct for them because they're probably not doing the, the right work or the amount of work they need to. And don't get me wrong, it's a lot of work. Like it's not just a hey, I'll post a photo and put some hashtags on it. Why isn't anyone following or engaging with me? That's that's the wrong attitude to have. Like anything, if you don't put the effort into it, then it's not going to work for you. So in in those three pillars, right? You had you said you had content, you have your community, and you have hashtags. Where do you find most people fail? Um, the, the problem is, Jason, is that you have to do all three right. If you don't do all three, if you just do content and community, but don't do hashtags, then you're obviously failing in, in the organic reach. If you do your community and hashtags right, but your content's not scratch, then you're in trouble. Um, and likewise, if you're not doing your community side of things, then you're also in trouble. So that's the thing. People, people will always fall down if they don't focus on those three things. And that's why we try to simplify it down to just three key things. Um, so, you know, go over content. You've got to be posting the right content that your audience wants to consume. When we sort of work with clients or when we talk about Instagram growth uh, and, and just along with, like with, with marketing as well, we, we want to build out our ideal audience or our personas and who we want to, who we want to target. So we'll, we'll look at people, um, you know, what hashtags they're following, what books they're reading, what podcasts they're listening to, um, you know, what blogs they're reading, what influences they're going to follow. So we'll write all this information down and get, some, get an idea of, the, of this, um, this ideal uh, persona that you want to reach on, on Instagram. Um, so then you have to create content that's going to align with those people. Now, content's important because you can't just go out and start selling and, and, and pushing hard and going, buy, buy, buy my shiny things. It's, it's along with other platforms and, and even when we're talking about brand building, like that's not going to how you do it, right? Um, so you have to create content that has value, um, that's authentic. One of the biggest things is people aren't the real, the real person or the real selves on Instagram. If you're not authentic, your audience is going to see straight through you. I often call Instagram a human-to-human connection tool. So you're a person on one side and you'd have to communicate and connect to someone on the other side. Having conversations, i.e. like we're doing right now, that's the content and that's how you need, what, that's the sort of captions and posts you need to start creating to, to encourage those connections. Um, that's the content side of things. Uh, and then obviously we talked about community. So community is a really important part of it in terms of going out and engaging and adding value. Um, Gary V, uh, just to sort of you know, throw his name in the hat, he, he came up with the dollar, day, dollar 80 a day strategy of, of engagement. Same thing, go out and give you two cents worth. Um, when we post for our clients, we often spend an, an hour after we post going out and engaging with other people, engaging with um, influencers, engaging with hashtags, people who follow hashtags, sharing ideas and creating conversations, those micro conversations. Once we start doing that, people will start engaging back with us, going out and checking our clients or our profile. And then obviously if they like the content or like the profile, they'll follow. And that's how you feel that organic following, that community. Seems, um, like, seems, like, seems like work. Yeah, right. It's it's strange. This thing is so simple, hard work. <laughs> I don't just post and grow to a million followers. No, no, you can't. You can't do that in a week. No, sorry, Jason. Um, so for for hashtags, because I I think that's an important part that most people get uh, that most people get wrong, right? What's the like? What hashtags should they be using, right? Because it's very easy to be like entrepreneur and have like yeah. four hundred million people, but like 
and you and you look at the size and be like, oh my God, there's 400 million people. That means 400 million people are going to see my 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 post. My post. What, what's the best way to research hashtags and really like be like, um, I guess decisive and, and strategic about what hashtags to use? Yeah. So so Instagram gives you ability to use 30 hashtags at one time. Uh, because one of the biggest mistakes I see is people not using all 30. Some people just post a, a, piece, a piece of content and then add three hashtags, entrepreneur, um, business growth, what have you. Um, that's, that's not how you best use, use the, the platform to your, to your advantage. Um, hashtags are like, we sort of like SEO um, for your content. Like creating the right tags for the right content will make sure that it also allows you to reach the right person. Um, the other thing that's really important is the, the sort of the competition of that hashtag, which is what you just touched on. Don't go or use hashtags that are high, uh, have a high competition score. So when I talk about the high competition score, let's just say like, well, I use photo of the day as an example. You know, like that, that get used that probably about 10 million times a day that hashtags being used. If you have a following of 500 people and post a, post a photo of, of the beach and use hashtag of the day, chances of you ranking for that hashtag and people finding your content are going to be very slim because no one's going to be like, you don't, you don't rank really very well in the algorithm because you're not having, you don't have a lot of high, a lot of followers, or a lot of engagement. So right, creating the right hashtags for the right content and being realistic about trying to niche down and, and, uh, and trying to find hashtags that you really will um, rank for very fast. We, I like to sort of break up into three types of uh, three buckets of hashtags. So you, you've got 30. So, the way I do it is I create uh, a bucket of 10, which, which, which are my 10 like consistent on-brand hashtags that I, I always will use. So for me, it's like entrepreneur or young entrepreneur or um, Facebook ads or Instagram growth. Like but those sort of hashtags are always going to rely with what my audience want to consume. And then the other two, another 20, I'll break up into two, hash, two buckets of hashtags uh, that relate to my content that I'm posting. And I'll use 10 um, low competition hashtags that I know that aren't very competitive and I'll use 10 that are sort of medium to high ranking because um, I don't know if I can if I can rank for those 10 high high ranked hashtags then my engagement will go through the roof right? but the chances of me ranking for those are not very high um, so that's how I so every time I, I create content I come up with with 30 hashtags and with 10 those 10 buckets and, and it becomes like it, and it becomes like high medium low tier hashtags correct yeah 100%. and and what about, I mean, so another thing I see people doing all the time is using the same hashtags over and over on every single post, like just recycling the same hashtags, just posting the same hashtags. They either had success with it on one post and had great engagement and then threw it and threw it on the next post. Um, how are you, how, how do you solve that issue? Yeah. So the, there's, there's talks of the algorithm actually um, sort of shadow banning or, or affecting your reach on those if you're reusing the same hashtags over and over and over again. Um, and I just touched on it before, I, I have 10 sort of the same hashtags that I always use, but I also make sure I mix it up with, with those other ones. Um, if you're using the same hashtags all the time and it doesn't reflect to the content you're posting, then obviously it's not gonna, you're not gonna attract the right audience for that, for that, that, that post. Um, again, it's about doing the work. So we use tools, um, there's a tool that I use called Flick. It's called flick.tech, great tool. I think it's like $10 a month, um, but it'll actually allow you to sort of plan your hashtag strategy. And that's the key, coming up with the strategy that works for your content and for your audience. And then basically using the hashtags that are relevant for the content to reach the right people. For me, uh, I like to sort of, for, well, for my personal Instagram, I have four, I suppose, four personas or four types of content that I, that I want to post. 
I've got um, Instagram um, growth content. I have entrepreneurial content. Um, I've got Facebook ads content. And I also have my personal Hugh Reese family content. They're the four pieces of content that I'll post. So I need to come up with hashtags that are relevant to those four pieces of content. And I'll just post those content and cycle them every, every, every day. Consistency is key, obviously, as well, making sure you're consistently posting. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that I'm pretty bad at, actually. I'll, I'll raise my hand that I'm not as consistent as I, as I should, uh, should be. But you know, as if you want to build a brand and build a following, consistency is key. Uh, and then doing the research on those hashtags, finding hashtags that people are searching for engaging with, that are low competition, low daily count. So that, that means they're not being used. Um, so you have like um, a couple of metrics. So there's a daily post count, um, competition score, which is obviously how many people are, um, uh, are using it. Um, and then I also have um, the average likes of that hashtag. They're the three things that you really want to look at in terms of the hashtag quality. So obviously the best way to do it is you want to find the a hashtag that has the highest likes, for the lowest daily, daily post count for the lowest competition. Where do you see all that? Where, where can you find all that information? Um, yeah, so plug again for that, that tool called Flick. That's probably the best tool, and I've used a lot of them, but that's the best tool that I, can, I know on the market that will actually be able to give you those stats on, on hashtags. Uh, highly recommend going out and, and, and investing. If you, if you are serious about your Instagram game and want to master your hashtags, that's the best tool. Um, they even have a little an, an analytics tool now that actually goes on and analyzes all of your posts and will actually tell you how each hashtag ranked for each post that you oh, wow. use, which, which is so, so cool and so important. So you can straight away see how effective your hashtags are that you're using. So, I mean, you, you touched upon something that's super important that I think with any brand, right? when, whenever I consult clients on, on how to put out content, I, I always talk about what you described, but we call them honey buckets, right? Like, you know exactly which bucket you want to talk about. And if you look at all the greats, they're always posting the same type of content over and over. It's like one of three, four different pieces of content that always fall into the same part over and over and over. They, they don't stray from it. They stay in their lane. Uh, so I'm super happy that, that you touched upon that because I think it makes creating content a lot easier when you know, like, hey, I'm an Instagram growth expert. I'm a Facebook marketer. I'm a family man and I'm an entrepreneur, right? Like if I post, if I stay in those lanes and talk about that content becomes easy and most people right. have trouble coming up with content. Yeah. Another thing that, that pops up a lot of the time is people do buy likes or buy followers or they did in the past. Right. And, and because everyone wants that, that vanity metric, um, you know, like everyone wants to look like they have more followers cause they think that makes them look more professional. Yeah. What, what happens like, so let's say someone did that right now and they're like, man, I regret it because my engagement rate is so low. I only get like 50 likes on a picture, but I have 400,000 followers. Um, you know, like what do I do? Do they need to then recreate a new account or is there ways to rebound? You can actually, um, remove followers from your account. Um, so you can, you can actually like, you know, remove people that you don't want to or block them or, or get rid of them. So that's an easy way to do it. Um, there's no, there's no quick, fix for it unfortunately you can create a new account for sure and we're actually finding that a lot where people um uh are actually creating so let's just say like niche specific accounts so say i'm an entrepreneur like i've had my account i could go off and create and say I, as a as a agency owner my niche is um many spas right so i want to i want to focus so on that particular niche but me my personal brand um, I want to be like the, the authority in the med spa space, but I also am an entrepreneur, family man, 
Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll create a second account that really just niches down on that, that specific niche and I'll just create content, content, content. So if that's something that, that's a way, you can, you know, a way to get sort of mitigate that um, and creating your account just for that content. And then obviously you can cross post on actually across the two accounts. Um, Buying likes is probably one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made. And, and I, I bought 5,000 likes once and I thought I was the, the best thing since last bread. Um, it, got, it actually got me to 10,000, which was the, the metric I wanted for the swipe up. Um, but within, within like two months, I was losing you know, 200 followers a day. And I was like, what's going on? What's happening? And basically, Instagram was then obviously getting rid of the fake. It's like buying that, like that, that penny stock and being like, and, and buying like that stock tip and watching the stock skyrocket. And you're like, I'm a genius. I'm so happy to listen to my yeah. friend. And then watching the company go bankrupt and lose money every <laughs> like, single day. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Man, and in terms of like, you know, it's, there's another one at the moment. There's another thing out there, a hack called um, the giveaway loop. So I'm sure you've heard of them. So essentially, you know, uh, uh, influence like Kim Kardashian will, will gives away purses to everyone who follows their followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, gee, I've seen accounts go from a thousand followers to a hundred thousand followers in like three days through. And then I've seen them lose twenty five percent of that hundred. So. Yeah, yeah, and then also get banned as well uh, from Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, again, vanity metrics. Um, there's there's some key issues around that. Is that obviously that's not your ideal audience. So people aren't going to if they're real followers and you, you use like the giveaway loops. They're not going to follow. They're not going to engage with your content. They're just following you for for a reason to get free stuff. Um, if you're using your Instagram as a business and you are creating engagement audiences off your Instagram, um, people who engage with you in the last thirty days or what have you uh, on that on Instagram, obviously that that's going to make that audience really crappy if you're running ads to it. So that's another really big issue with that, and I find that people make mistakes and 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 trying to use that as an audience. So. Yeah, I, I would say well away from it, 100%, um, and and really just focus on on growing that um, a small you, can, you know a small a niche down engaged community outperforms and an engaged uh, community of, of, of a million followers, 100%. Um, it's it's no it's a no brainer. So I'm curious for, to hear from you. Like we've had Gary Vion and Chandler Welling from Welling Media, and we and we actually talked about a lot of this about how you know, people think posting one time a day or once per day, every day is enough to get going, but you actually see the pros, they're posting three to six times a day, uh, every single day consistently. Um, wh where do you fall? Like when it comes to that, like how, like what's the, what's the sweet spot that you've seen? Um, my answer to that question is to follow your, uh, follow the data, follow the analytics, see what your, what the, again, if you've got a business profile on, and, on Instagram, you can quite easily see how you, what, what your individual times of posts and your engagement ratings on those, on those content. Um, I'm a big believer of at least once a day minimum. Um, if you get serious about doing this, you, you have to commit to once a day. Um, if you, the more followers you have, the more opportunity you have to post often. So because the way the algorithm works, uh, it'll actually give your content, put your content in front of the right person at the right time. So you'll hear people complain and say, oh, I post, but I'm not getting any likes because you know, no one's seeing my content. Uh, it's because the timing of the when you post and the, and the time that those persons are on actually Instagram don't match up. Um, Instagram will actually give uh, where the algorithm works. It actually will uh, take preference of time over over content when you actually log into the the the, um, the, the platform. So you know you might you might not have if your your post might be the fourth or fifth down the down the line on someone's feed and they may only scroll to two or three and then get over it and move on. So of course they're not going to see your content. So that's why posting consistently or posting more is really important. Again, let your let your analytics 
to dictate when you're doing it. Um, the same thing with stories. People, I hear people say, "Go, you know, I'm, I'm going to post like ten stories, and, and no one watches them all." Well, people probably don't want to, you know, watch ten stories in a row of, of you. Of you, I often say that that stories is like your reality TV show. It's your opportunity to show people the real life or what you're doing, and and, and give that more inside look on on your on on your brand or your your business, or whatever whatever you're doing. Um, but use it to use it to be in your advantage. If you can see the people are only consuming like fifty percent of your stories, and your drop off rates really high after that, then you know that you've got to pull back the amount of times you do these stories in, in a day. It's all about trying to analyze that data and making sure you're posting the content that matches the data trends that you're seeing. And the only way to do that is to post enough content for there to be data on, right? Like that's like you, you need to feed it data. Yeah. So I mean, a perfect example of this is my own Instagram, like. So before I, I really started pushing my, my launch strategy for my book, uh, my engagement rate was about 2.5% on, on my post. So for me, I've got 25,000 followers. That's a sort of average um, engagement rate for my amount of followers. I started posting three times a day um, on, about my book. Hey, I got a book coming, got a book coming. And I was also doing the hard sell as well. I'm like, hey, buy my book. Hey, this is a, like, here's my thing. Sure, it got me a bestseller. That's great. But my audience hated it. My engagement rate went way below one percent. No one liked my comment, liked my photos, and my my um, view, view rates were gone were horrible. And now, because of that, I've, my my content after the fact is also suffering. So I, the analytics is actually um, the algorithm is actually penalising me now because I haven't got because I lost that engagement rate. So now I've got to build back up that momentum again. So if you're not posting consistently, consistently all the right content, it'll actually penalize you. It's also why I say like the longer you could go without monetizing your audience and holding back, the further you could grow, right? The longer you could hold back, like there are people who are like after 10,000 be like, oh, I'm going to accept this deal and promote this water bottle or things like that. Cause I have 10,000 followers and they're willing to pay me $500. The longer <laughs> you could go, the more you'll grow and the more you'll build, build that following. Correct. Talk to me about stories as a strategy to grow your Instagram organically. Mm -hmm. So I think stories is one of the most powerful things um, the platform has. Like feed is great and posting content in your feed is awesome. Um, we talk about feed content as like micro blogs. So essentially you've got the opportunity to, to sort of write content and, and it's great. But uh, stories is really the best way to have that connection and, and be authentic and be the real person. So creating stories of, of, as I sort of said, your own reality TV show, giving them the behind the scenes of what's going on if you, if you have a business or a brand, um, letting your, your customers into the real you and being authentic the real person is the, the most powerful medium um, out there. The other good thing about stories is you have the ability to now with, with, the, way, with the latest changes, obviously you've got stickers, you can then tag locations, you can hashtag stuff, hashtag um, stories stories are now showing up in the explorer feed so you can actually um, take advantage of that through hashtags um, you can actually reshare people's content as stories which is a really great way to, to sort of um, you know let someone know you're around so if you wanted to say you have a small um, say you're a micro influencer and got 4,000 followers or whatever a brand to notice you go on start start sharing their content onto your stories and then tagging them you know like just that's a really great way, and make sure you you um you know you you shout give them a shout out. So how, how how do you decide what stays as a story and what and what should live as a post? Um yeah, so again, I'll go back to that whole thing about the the stories is more behind the scenes. I, I'm all, I'm all about showing them what's really going on, whereas content you're posting is probably more 
more of the the generic day-to-day -day brand stuff um i i i would i would sort of you know you can still do that and creating, creating video content is, is huge the ability to actually reach your audience through video um which is great on your feed but um stories is probably i think the best way to do it and then beautifully the thing about stories as, as well is you can then save them as highlights so you know, even though stories only hang around for 24 hours, you can actually start creating a collection of highlights that actually really are like touch points in your brand. Um, you know, so for, for an e-commerce brand, you can have stories that, that relate to FAQs or stories that relate to shipping or stories that relate to products, um, you know, or new product launches. So using those stories is a really great way of people to, um, to sort of consume that, that short content. Um, uh, yeah, take advantage of that. So for me, you know, and, and me as a user, I'm actually more of a stories person. I don't know about you. But I feel like I feel like most people are, right? I feel like yeah. just the ability to like thumb through versus like scroll for days, like just thumb through everything is just yeah. super easy. It's easier, yeah. Yeah, because as, naturally as consumers, we're, we're lazy, right? We just want to get that, that fix as, as fast as we can. Um, so yeah, so I, if you're not doing stories uh, on your Instagram, you're going you're gonna to lose really huge opportunity to engage with the audience and actually get new followers as well. So. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably, I would say stories over, over, over content for that day to day. And then obviously more, you know, more content around, around, around value. Like, so, so, you know, if you're creating value as a brand or you create, or, or as an entrepreneur or what have you, and that, that where they can go back and revisit it time and time again, and actually reread the post and re-engage with the content, or watch the video, that's more around the, the content I use on feeds and get stories. And if you're a business, how important is it to have a face behind that business in order to grow? Uh, I, I'm a big believer on, on, on face behind brands um, because people really want to know who, like the values of the brand, right? If you, if you are, let's, I'm going to use e-commerce as an example. If you're an e-com brand and, and you're just, um, you, you know, you're not out there sharing about your, how you, why you created the, like your brand story, why you created it, what's your why, like what's your why, what are your values, what do the brands stand for, um, and actually talking to your audience. People buy from people. That's, that's, that's just the human nature. Um, as I said, a touch on before, human to human connection, right? Um, it, it, the more people can relate to that person, the more they're going to relate to want to buy that product or, or engage with that brand. Uh, it's it's the it's probably the biggest mistake I see some brands do is they don't be, become they don't get out behind the shadows uh, and and have that human touch to it. Do you think it's because they're they're too afraid, right? Like like some brands are just afraid of what if I put the wrong thing out there? Like if I give control of this Instagram account of this brand to you know, Rachel who runs, you know, community management, <laughs> what if Rachel posts the wrong thing? What if Rachel says something and offends everyone? Do you think that goes into a lot of the thought process behind brands does. not putting a human behind? Yeah, naturally. And it's, it's also human nature to be scared of that as well. Like, you know, putting yourself out there is a really big deal. And um, I mean, you know, my personal story, I've, I've always struggled with that, you know, getting in front of the camera and doing that thing as well and, and creating that content. And I'm sure you've done it. You've had the same problem. Like, what like the content you're putting out, you you stand behind the camera and you're in front, sorry in front of the camera, and all of a sudden like you're on the spot, and everyone's watching you. Like, what do I say? If I say the wrong thing, will people take offence to it? Will I get slandered? And um, yeah, it's it's a huge issue. But the more you do it, the better you get. Right? And of course, the content you put out the first time is not going to be the greatest content, but you'll get better and you'll get engagement from your audience. The audience will tell you whether you're doing what you can do better, and obviously you learn and and and, and take, take the feedback and keep going. 
it's a it's the biggest as I said it's the biggest mistake I see people with brands do is not get out and and put a human element to to the brand and, and be in front of the camera and talk about their story. I, I agree with you, and I think I think the second close biggest mistake to that is, um, you know, when people start off being too you know in their own head of what their brand actually is versus putting it out there and let the audience kind of tell you what what they're reacting to. I mean, so I've seen so many startups be like no, that's the wrong color pink yeah. or this is the wrong color blue or you po- or this is the wrong thing to say when it's like, no, you don't have an audience and you don't have a brand. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, Jason, I still see brands do it today. Like I know brands that have, that have got half a million followers on Instagram and, and, and doing, doing really well and making like half a million dollars a month and they're still stuck with, this is the brand. This is what the thing needs to be. I'm like, but that's not, that's not what's making you the money, right? You've got to, like, can you just follow what your audience wants for once? Um, that was, uh, honestly, like, you and I were both in the client service business, but that's the most frustrating part when, when you show data to a client and you're like, this is making you a lot of money. And they're like, sorry, we're going to have to scratch it. It's not on brand. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's more important, a brand that makes zero dollars or a brand that's or or something that may not be on point exactly, but it's making you a ton of money because your audience is reacting to it. Yeah, I think a lot of people ignore ignore the data when it comes in, Mm. Uh, and and that's the problem. Look, we've both been business owners. We both know that sometimes it's super easy that it's it's too close to home, and like you're too close to it, and you need someone else to take a look at things. Uh, If you're not a brand, if you're not like a, a and you're a business owner or something like that, or you're you're a salesman and you're trying to build up your own personal brand, let's say, Mm -hmm. how important is it? Like the biggest question I get asked is, do I post pictures of my family? Do I post pictures of like my dog? Like, like I'm trying to grow clients. Like, 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 is it, is it important to do all that? Um, How do you balance that? Is, should they have a private account just for personal people and then their business accounts for themselves? Or should they just be congruent? If you're a family man, be a family man on Instagram too. Congruent is key. Um, I think it depends. Like some people obviously want to be super private, um, yep. and, and they and if that's the case, then cool. Yeah, have have an account that that if you so only want your family to see or your friends and family, make it private, and that's the account that you just do your personal. You be you be you. Um, but for me, like I, it's it's been a hard mix to to, to try and mix up my my family and my um, my business life. Um, and often I'll, I'll get in trouble from my wife because I posted the wrong photo of our daughter or she's like, you should have used the other photo. Like, I'm like, ah. But, you know, I, I'm just being me. Like, I just, I'm just choosing something that I want to post and I think that's important to me. I think that being real and, and being, just being you, if, you, if, you, if your life is more about your dogs and going for walks, walks with your dogs, then just post that. Um, people, people will find you. Your, your audience will find you and they will want to engage with you. And that's the biggest thing, biggest takeaway. If anyone watching this, the biggest takeaway is just be you. Be the real you and let the audience come to you. And you'll be surprised. As soon as you start trying to be someone you're not and you, you, get, you, you, you get people who follow you who think you're one thing, they're going to call you out straight away. It's so funny because I literally just posted about this today saying that the biggest mistake people do when it comes to marketing is they try to be like everyone else. And by being like everyone else, they don't end up standing out and they don't end up make like, you know, setting themselves apart. And mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you've been guilty of it of being like, like, look, this is what these big entrepreneurs and marketers are posting. They're all posting stuff like that. And then you post it and you're like, it eh, didn't really do well. Yeah. And I think when, when you really break it down, you're like, was I trying to be someone I'm not? 
on, on it. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, the posts that don't do well for me, let's say, are posts I could easily look back on and be like, I, I was pushing it a little bit. I, I feel like I was, yeah. I was trying too hard. Yeah, trying too hard. And, and I often think sometimes I'm, I, and I, it's, it's, it's a really fine line. And I, I always question, because I'm, I, I'm, I try to be a perfectionist in what, I, in what I do. And you always sometimes think, oh, is that too preachy? Am I doing too much? Am I trying to be something I'm really not? And should I just speak from the heart? The answer is if, you, if you're asking yourselves those questions, you're not speaking from the heart, then maybe you should actually rethink what you're trying to do. And, and also it's important to know that this game isn't for everyone, right? Like oh, building a, building a following to like 25,000, 200,000, a million, a million strangers all sounds good. But if you look at the comments, I mean, anyone who's ever run an ad for their own personal brand, like understands what I'm about to say is that you need to have really thick skin, oh, yeah. right? right? Like the amount of like, just just try it. If you ever want to feel insecure in your life, run $5 on a paid, paid ad around yourself and, and, and just put it out there and watch what the comments say about you. And, it, and it's, it's remarkable because trolls come out. So oh, yeah. what's your advice on how to, handle, how to handle the haters, I would say? Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I, some people tell it, say, say, just let, let it go and, and don't engage with it. And yeah, if, if you want to actually have a sane, a sane life and, and not get stressed about things, probably the best thing is, is to not engage. Um, I recently, when I launched my book, I was doing, I was trying to build a list of um, followers uh, for my, trying to build a list of uh, many chat subscribers to basically give them uh, some free eBooks. And so I just recently experienced this and I was running ads uh, on Instagram about, so I've got a hashtag, like a, a three-page hashtag guide, how to use hashtags. And the ad I was running on Instagram didn't have hashtags in it. And the comments I got, like, oh, funny, if you're running a post on Facebook, on Instagram and about hashtags, you're not using hashtags. Ha ha, joke's on you. Like, I was just getting ripped. And I was sitting there going, what, like, what do I do? <laughs> like, do you sort of sit there and just let it go? And, uh, you know, you start engaging with people and saying, hey, well, hey, this is, you know, trying to tell them how things, and they just didn't take it. And they're like, nah, boom. And it's just not worth it. Like I was, I got to the point where I was like, "No, nah, go walk away from this." The funny thing is, the engagement on that was actually <laughs> was really good because I had other people coming out and defending me uh, at that point as well. So it actually became a really high and get highly engaged ad, which is sort of a byproduct of that. Um, but no, totally uh, don't 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 uh, engage with the haters. Don't take it to heart. But the best is just just so you could have a laugh at that. At least you were getting ripped on hashtags. Uh, we ran ads for the Gary Vaynerchuk podcast and um, there's a guy who wrote, who is this ass clown and why do I, oh, wh why am I seeing, why am I seeing this loser on my ad? And like, I, I read it and I'm like, I'm like, is he talking about Gary or is he talking about me? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's talking about me. And so yeah. I, it's funny. I scrolled. And I just, I'm like, I'm like, I got to find out who this guy, it just bothered me. Like, look, I've been yeah. called worse, but it just, for some reason, that like a bad day or bad moment, I kind of took it to heart and I checked the guy liked like 15 of, of my previous posts. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's going to, he's calling Gary. Like, that's what I'm going to, yeah, I'm going yeah. to go one, on. It's Gary. Yeah, but, it's but, but it's really me, but it's just, it's funny. Like, I mean, just, I, I'm the same, man. I was like, who is, who are these people? And I was like trying to follow on Instagram and like stalking them. Like, what are they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, who's this loser calling me a loser? Yeah, I'm, loser. Gonna, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip them uh, apart. Yeah, like, we, 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 we do it with our clients as well. We, we tell them um, the same thing. We say, don't, don't just let it go. Like, yeah. and the, 
some of the comments you see are just crazy. Look, I, no, that's just, I, I think there's two ways to approach it, right? There's one is like, like some of them you have to respond to. Like if it's customer service related or whatever, like you want to respond because especially if you're a business, people want to know that you're actually responding and that you're actually there. So if someone's like, These, this company is a bunch of crooks, they stole my money, they're scam artists and I haven't received an order confirmation, then yeah, you don't want to delete that comment because people saw it. You don't want to hide it. It's a perfect opportunity for you to go out and respond. Right. And be like, Hey, super sorry. And, and make amends. And then everyone's like, Oh man, if I have a problem, I see that they're there for me. I see that they're going to respond. The way I look at it is if someone coming up to me and said, Jason, you're a fucking loser. Well, that adds zero value to me. Like, what am I engaging with? Like, yeah, I'm just going to be like, no, I'm not like, <laughs> you, you want, you want to talk about it? But if someone's like, Hey Jason, you know, like, your service fucking sucks and you're, and you're, and you're a scumbag or whatever, whatever it is. But it, that gives me an opportunity. You're, you're opening the room for some sort of dialogue. Yeah. You're hostile, but I have a chance to turn your thin line between love and hate. Like I have a chance to turn someone who's that passionate to go out of their way to respond into a really strong fan for me. But if it's like zero value and you're not offering anything, then yeah, that's, that you don't need, you don't have a conversation with that. Um, Okay. Yeah, I look, I think, do you think we're still, I'm going to end with this because this is super important with, with so many different platforms coming out, TikTok and, 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 and whatnot, and who knows what the next thing is. A lot of people saying we missed the boat on Instagram, right? You weren't the early adopter. You, you missed the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're like, this is, this is super important because, I feel like a lot of businesses don't bother because they're like, oh, I got to get on the new shiny thing. You think we missed the wave on Instagram? 100% no. As I, I touched on it at the start, of the start of the show. Like Instagram now, I think, is, the, is probably the, the most level playing field it's ever been. It's a, it's a perfect opportunity to take advantage of the, of the platform and the situation. Um, and that anyone can turn around and anyone can, can build that following. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use a, a just a quick example of a, of, a, of a friend of mine, one of my daughter's friends in, in kindy, right? That you know, through the, the whole period of, because obviously we're doing this through the COVID nineteen um, phenomenon. So she's at home with a with a two and a half year old, this, this this mother, and she's like, "What do I like? I, I'd like to start building it, you know, start doing some stuff on Instagram." I'm, and she's like, "What do I do?" I said, "Well, just be you. Post about what you're doing with your daughter every day." What food you what what recipes you're cooking with your daughter? What games you're playing? How you do? How you're actually living your life? And she started doing it, and within four weeks, she had actual clothing like influence toddler clothing brands reaching out to her to do paid influencers posts. Wow! Like, and she had she has like 200 followers, and then she started building up, and now she's got a thousand followers. Like, that's proof in the pudding that anyone can do it if you just post the right content. Do the right community, build, use the right hashtags, and be authentic and be you. Uh, you it's a perfect way. Perfect and way stop bitching that the algorithm doesn't work for you. Stop bitching about the algorithm. Hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> Love it, my man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something. I, I, I hate when people do this on the podcast, but you're, you're my, you're my boy. I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> plug, plug the hell out of the book. What's the name of the oh. book? Where can people buy it? Let's go do it. Uh, no affiliate links. Really? No. This, this is all. Uh, click the link. This is, click the link you see on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is all here. Go for it. Um, hey, well, you know, as as we sort of said, I, I I've spent some time and I built it. I've 
created this book. It's, it's available at hughreese.co, so H-U-G-H-R-E-E-S.co. Go there. Um, it's $9.99, and probably the best $9.99 you could ever spend if you want to grow your Instagram. Love it. Thank you so much. And, and guys, if you're, if you're interested in, in growing your business um, and I don't answer the phone, uh, you, could, you could call you. Thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. You Love know, you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this.